shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. How you know to raise in the Embrakashti fasegrediata, kariata, kabashti, mashi kikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikik
Uh, let's quickly open to Isaiah 61. Uh, let me just start from there. Uh, I have intention of coming as low as possible. If I have to teach new birth today, before I rise up, it's okay. Praise God. Um, you know, there are some times that we need to be reminded of some things. Praise God. Uh, we need to be reminded of some things. If we are not reminded of some things, sometimes we, we forget. We forget some things that we have learned in the past. And, they, and if you have forgotten them, you cannot put them to use. Praise God. Um, Christianity is um, putting knowledge to use. Praise God. That's the sum up of Christianity. If there's no knowledge, there's nothing to live by. So when you say a Christian, a Christian is a man that is seeking knowledge of Christ. So when they saw the um, in the book of um, Acts, when they said these people um, act like Christ, so they were called Christians. Mm-hmm. It's because they were acting like that because they knew something. Praise God. So there's no way you can live out the life without knowing the life. Praise God. Or without the life being revealed to you. The life has to be revealed for you to know. And when you know, then you do. When you do, people see. Praise God. And that is actually what it means to be a Christian. They don't name their Christian because they are calling Jesus. They name their Christian because of the mannerism of Christ they saw in them. Praise God. And even though it was a statement of mockery, but for them to be able to mock them like that, that means there must have been something about them. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. There must have been something about them. If they are laughing at them, that this one, they are believing like that Christ that died on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know? But for, you to, for them to see that they are behaving like that and, and mock you, it means that that life is very evident. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when Jesus Christ said that, blessed are those that, face, that are persecuted for my, for my sake. Mm-hmm. You get there's no persecution without the life. There's no way you can be persecuted without people seeing the life. So a man that is being persecuted is a man that is living the life. Praise God. So when a man is being persecuted, he, he, said, he said, blessed are you. So for you to be persecuted, you have been blessed. With a capacity inside you to live a life that's worthy of persecution. Praise God. So, if you are a Christian and your environment, your environment does not, do, um, your, and your environment, ungodly environment is conducive around you, mm-hmm. eh? we should go and pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, a woman of God said, um, you know, Daniel Bello, right? Bola she said something. Bola Daniel. She said something. <laughs> she, yeah. She said something. Now I my wife knows that my wife because she has gone to her website. Yeah. Bola Daniel. She, my wife has gone to the website to listen to her website after she registered in EGF. Yeah. Yeah, living way. Um, and she's consistent. That's her message. That's just her message. Praise God. And she said, if I enter a place and in 30 minutes they don't know I'm a Christian, I will go and pray. Within a very short time, they don't know that I'm a Christian. Uh, I, I should go and pray. And that's something that we should be intentional about. Praise God. Me, I enter a place for the first time, I just start to be singing gospel songs under my breath. So that people will start knowing that there are some things you can't bring around this man. There was a day I was um, driving with one of my co-workers and I was just singing gospel songs. Kingdom, this, oh, 
disgusting. You are singing gospel song. He said, you need, you need that gospel song in your life. This world is dying. He said, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the same person that told me that is disgusting. At least when I told him that the way the world is going. He said, this was even the statement that he said. I said, this world is gradually going. He said, are you sure or is already gone? That was the statement he made. Now, this is someone that really goes to church. Yes. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? He really goes to church. I will just, because he was in my car, and I just feel like this guy cannot be my car. And he will not taste Christianity. So, I think the best way, since I could not start the conversation, since I, since if I start this conversation, I might look awkward. Let me start singing. And let him hear that I am a Christian. And whatever comes out of it is a. Uh, it's okay. it's okay. So as I was singing song, I think I was, I, I know there was kingdom in that song. Mm-hmm. I just know there was something about kingdom mm-hmm. in that song. And he said, disgusting. Oh, you're singing a Christian song. I said, you need it. This mm-hmm. world is going, is dying very fast. Very he said, are you sure? He's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. So, uh, like I said, praise God. Like I said, uh, for for you to live a Christian life, mm-hmm. I'll wait for everybody to quickly set it down. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. My sister, how are you doing? This is your first time in my house? Oh, it's an honor to have you here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. You're all welcome. Praise the Lord. Okay, like I was saying, I said, there's no Christian life without knowledge. Praise God. The reason for Christianity is that there is a knowledge of Christianity. When God gives you knowledge, then you leave out the knowledge that has been given. Then you say you are living a Christian life. Praise God. There's no Christian life without the revelation of the life. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aha. There's no, if there's no revelation of the Christian life, there's no way a man can live out the Christian life. So a Christian journey, some of the Christian journey is a journey of knowledge. First, praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those that thirst and hunger after righteousness. Praise God the Lord. So if the knowledge of righteousness is not being revealed to you, you cannot hunger. You cannot, you, cannot you cannot even do any righteousness. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Aha. Uh-huh. So you need knowledge to be a Christian. And that is something that the, the devil is comfortable distracting everybody from receiving knowledge. Do you notice that we are so carried away by the move of the Spirit more than actually sitting down with the Word? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Now I celebrate the move of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know we enjoy it well in our midst. Praise God. So, if somebody hear me now, they say, ah, you are criticizing the move of the Spirit. No, we have it beaucoup in our midst. It's not something that is rare in our midst. So, if you, are t- if you tell me that I'm, I'm uh, criticizing the move of the Spirit, you're only joking. Mm-hmm. I don't criticize the move of the Spirit. But I need you to understand the fact that after that move, there's a reason for that move. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The reason for that move is to prepare you for knowledge. So, after the move of the Spirit, you should, you should sit down and ask, Kai, this God that brought this kind of move, I want to know Him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise God. So when the Bible says this is eternal life, that they may know the only true God and His Son, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, you understand what Christianity is? That the entire journey is a journey of knowing. Praise God. So if a Christian is really of knowledge, he needs to go and pray. Why is it that we are so comfortable, we are excited about every other knowledge apart from the knowledge of the Word of God? Many of us have been students here. Praise God. Why is it that when you are in school, Sometimes you are so ginger to study, you are so ginger to do this, you are so ginger. But when it's time to come and hear the word, that's when sleep starts catching. <laughs> Praise God. Many people experience it. Don't worry, me to experience it a lot. <laughs> eh? Sometimes, ah, you know, there was a time when I, was, I started growing up spiritually. I had to tell myself that, okay, in, in school, eh, I'll be, I can be in class for six hours and feel, feel sleepy. When it's time for fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'll. In fact, there was a time that when it's time for fellowship, that's when I'll knock out. I'll now go to fellowship with right? red eyeballs. <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes I will run. I will just wake up. Ah, what's time? <laughs> then I'll start running to fellowship. New get on. The reason is because the my eagerness for the knowledge of this world is, was more than the eagerness for the knowledge of the word of God. I was hungry, hungry and thirsty for other knowledge rather than the word of God. Praise God. Now, that's the way the devil has framed the soul of a natural man. Praise God. By reason of his wisdom and his teaching over time, he has drawn our attention to another wisdom, to another knowledge, to another lifestyle. Praise on the Lord. For every wisdom, a life is being painted. Does everybody understand what I just said? Do you understand what I said? Aha, thank you. I know something told me that somebody got lost. Aha. You know, I felt it inside me. That somebody just got lost quickly. Praise God. Let me carry everybody along. Praise God. Now, there's no way for every action you take, eh, you learnt the knowledge, right? And you learnt how to do it hmm, before you took that action. Praise God. So there's no really, really action in ignorance. Do you get what I'm saying? Action is that you had a knowledge. Now, if you take the wrong action, it's because you had the wrong knowledge. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you, you are catching up now. <laughs> you understand what I'm So, every lifestyle you have is because of the knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So, when the Bible says, Praise God. Mm-hmm. No, let, let, me, let, me, let me calm down today. Praise God. Isaiah 61, he says something. He said, the spirit. Isaiah chapter 61. I read from verse 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want us to open our Bible. I want you to follow me. It's going to be a teaching tonight. So we'll be going through a lot of scriptures. Praise on the Lord. Um, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, praise on the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Praise God. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, good tidings unto who? Unto the meek. Unto the meek. You cannot receive good tidings unless you are meek. Who is a meek man? Ginny, I want you to tell me who a meek man is. By just defining the way you see a meek man. Who is a meek man? A meek man is somebody that is Praise, thank you very much. 
So if you don't have strength of your own, they can easily carry you and tell you what to do. And you will and you will definitely go and do it. Praise God. So a man that believes that he doesn't have strength of his own, now what is your strength? Please let us let us analyze it. A man of knowledge increases his strength, right? So the strength you have is the knowledge you have. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? So if you say if you say in this world a man is strong, it's not because he has muscle, it's because he has a kind of knowledge. Strong men of this world that are controlling this world right now, they have knowledge. So the knowledge they have has brought influence to them. So they can make decisions. Even when they, you are not the president of the country, but by what you know, you can control the president. Reason? Because you know something. You know something the president does not know. So when you say a man is strong, it's because he has a kind of knowledge that people that are weak don't have. If you say a man is weak, he doesn't have much knowledge. Right? So if you see a meek man, a meek man is a man that has agreed that the knowledge he has is not knowledge in the first place. So for them to change you, you must be ready to let go of the knowledge you have to receive another knowledge. Praise God. So when a man is receiving the knowledge of the word of God, he is dying to another knowledge. Praise God. Praise God. You cannot receive knowledge of God without dying to another knowledge. You must be dying to what you know to receive what you don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Praise God. You must be dying to what you, do, you know to receive what you don't know. So when you say a man is growing in knowledge, it's because he is letting go of other knowledge. Now, we don't know that our knowledge is our blindness. If you want a man to see something else, just talk. If you want him to start focusing on something else, just talk to him about something. You want something to, a man to focus on this fan now. Start talking about the fan. Before you know it, you will face the fan. Aha! <laughs> As I talk about the fan, almost everybody here faces the fan. You know why? Because my words has brought your attention to the fan, right? So if the devil wants to take your attention away from God, he needs to just talk about something else. Once he takes, he talks, start talking to you about something else, he shifts your focus away. Now, for you to bring your attention back to God, the Lord must be speaking to you. You must be hearing the knowledge of God to put your attention on God. Praise God. So, you see that your thoughts are not thoughts of... Your thoughts are, 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 are generated from the knowledge you have learned over time. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So for them to come and change you, there's something they are going to do to you. He said, as anointed me to preach. So when they are preaching to you, they are presenting knowledge to you. Praise God. For them, when they are preaching to you, what are they doing? They are bringing knowledge to you. So for them to take your attention away from this world, they need to preach something called good tidings. Now, they now say, it's only the meek that can take it. So you must be meek, like you said. A man that has realized that he doesn't have strength of his own is a meek man. And we have concluded that because the Bible says a man of knowledge increases in strength. So it's because of the knowledge you have that you, your strength is the knowledge that you have. Praise God. So for you to let go, you, for you to come to the point where you realize you don't have any, any strength, you come to realize that all the knowledge you have is rubbish. Nonsense. Praise God. Now, because of 
what we have achieved with our knowledge, many of our knowledge has become our idol. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to ask us a question. Let's, let's be practical. Who taught you that when somebody gets you angry, eh? or somebody does something wrong to you, that the next day when you see the person in the church, you carry your face away and don't greet the person? Who taught you? Did your parents sit you down and say, this is how, if somebody insults you, don't greet the person the next day? Did somebody sit down to teach you that? Nobody sat down to teach you. But by virtue of your environment, you just learnt it. Praise God. And before you know it, you start behaving that way. And you think that's actually the way a man should live. And that became your blindness. It became a point where God cannot reach. You know, there's this slogan. He said, um, uh, hang around people, only people that celebrate you and people that make you happy. Oh it's a common slogan here in, in Canada. All those places, all those slogans. Yeah. A positive vibe. <laughs> positive vibe goes. <laughs> Praise God. So, when God now brings you among brethren that are struggling. You say this is uh, this is not a place for me. Mm. Instead of you to bear the brethren, mm. you run away from the brethren. Mm. You know why? <laughs> Those their vibes are not good. <laughs> but they kept you there for them to raise you mm. by you bearing the brethren. Mm. But because of the knowledge you have received by somebody telling you that it's only place where you are being celebrated or places places where you are being honored that you should stay. Any other place where you are not being honored is a negative environment. Mm. So when you're supposed to use the light of Christ to transform people, you walk away from that place because of the knowledge of this world that says, stay where you are celebrated. Mm. So it's a knowledge. Praise God. Who taught you how to keep malice? I was talking to one sister one day, somebody offended the sister of a serious offense. So I called the sister up and said, What are you going to do for me now? You're going to call that sister that offended you. I'm going to apologize to her. Said, ah! This was the way the person reacted. So said, ah! I'm going to, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, no, no. This, literally, this is the statement. The ah! person calls me, I'm going to die. <laughs> You know, you see, you see, you see, you, it is, it was, and I, I knew it was difficult. Me, I knew it was difficult for that person to go apologize to the person that offended her. I knew it. And I wanted, I, I was anointed to make that person make that decision. Because I stayed on it until it happened. Now, after the person apologized, the person now told to tell me thank you. But what informed that character? I said, lie, lie. You can you should never apologize to somebody that offended you. It's the knowledge of this world. Because but once you apologize, the world tells you that you have come under that person. The person the knowledge of this world is telling you that you are becoming less than that person once the person 
once you apologize to that person, so you think something is wrong in our life, is a knowledge. Or oh, let me use the right word, is a wisdom. Praise God. So look at it. He said, unto the meek. So that's malice that makes you feel like you are, uh, you are over the edge of somebody. When Holy Ghost now tell you that, you know what? This person you are keeping malice with, tomorrow in church, go and hug the person. Oh. Hey! Kabaya! <laughs> you, you, you first think of how embarrassing it's going to be. Number one. Another thing is, you say, ah! The person can even say that, hey, this my Christianity is fake. <laughs> Have you noticed that the person, those are the thoughts that cross your mind? Ah! The first thing that I thought, think this person has not this person will think I have ulterior motive because it's just insulted that I said yesterday and I'm coming to give the person wrong. This person is going to think I have ulterior motive, I'm not, and I want to prove to the person that I don't have ulterior motive, so I will not go. You have just aligned with the wisdom of this world, and every single time we align with the wisdom of this world, something dies in us because if you give yourself to the flesh, Bible says you shall die. Praise God. But if you buy the spirit, praise God. Are you hearing me? The Bible says, if you give yourself to the flesh, you shall die. But if you buy the spirit, modify the deeds of the flesh, whatever, you shall live. So anytime you align with yourself with the wisdom of this world, something dies inside. You now want to pray. You say there's no grace to pray. How will there be grace to pray? They can't, no, it can't be. Your head will be dry. There won't be anointing. Praise God. No, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot embrace the system of this world and expect grace to abound. It's not possible. Say that we dare continue seeing that grace may abound. Is there God forbid? Grace is anointing. Praise the Lord. Grace is what? Anointing. When you say somebody has grace, that person has anointing. If a person has grace within, he has anointing within. Grace instructs. You know what grace teaches? The Bible says that anointing t- teaches too. You have an anointing from the old, from the old one, and, it te- and you know all things. Now you don't need anyone to teach you because the anointing in you teaches you. Now the Bible says the grace that uh, that grace has to all to all men, and salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us. Anointing, grace, they teach. Any anointing that is not teaching you, eh? Ah, be careful of that anointing. I remember when I just got born again. When I got born again, I don't know. I I, I got born again into a church where there was consistent move of the spirit. So the anointing on that environment rested on me. Praise God. So you could preach and there will be move of the spirit, but you can talk to your elders anyhow. I remember one time. I thank God for grace. You know, after one concert like that, and you know, the move of this spirit and everything, one young man, Holy Ghost, thank God for Holy Ghost that day. One old man just came to me that, please pray for me. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to lay hands on that <laughs> Holy Ghost, if you try it, <laughs> I wanted to be a man of God. Because I just felt like now I'm anointed, I can be laying hands on people. Yeah. I felt that there was authority, there was everything. Holy Ghost, hold his two hands and pray for him. Yeah. Don't lay hands on him. You know, you can over 
when there's anointing, you can over exalt yourself. Mm-hmm. You think you have arrived. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yes. Thank God that I was corrected that day. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, all the elders, I was telling me. Because of all small anointing. You know when you lay out of somebody and person will go on the floor. Ha! <laughs> no, 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 you don't you not do it well, you not do it well. Let me let me let me tell you something. You see when you lay the hands, boom, and the person fall down, you don't really move to the next person, but you don't need the next person before. <laughs> <laughs> so that man that fell. You want to stay there? Pick that up again. <laughs> ah, we did stupid things though. <laughs> <laughs> you bring that up again. Some people will lay and their wings will fly out. Praise <laughs> God. The reason is it's so awful. It's just show. But you can leave that place. Eh? You can leave that place. Eh? I'm going to misbehave. So. So the anointing wasn't teaching. It wasn't really, really what? Teaching. Praise God. It actually took a while before the anointing started teaching the way it's supposed to teach. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. But I realized one time that they had to actually suppress me. In fact, I don't think the anointing really, really started teaching well, 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 well. Until I came to Canada, the first six months of my Canada experience, as I came to Canada with all the faith that I came with, six months, no job. I was on board. By the time I was on board, I sat down and learned. <laughs> <laughs> that when they say spirit of revelation, I was going to rest Because now they started instructing me about my lifestyle, that this thing you are doing is bad. But before then, it took the talk to me anyhow. There was a fellowship that they were always correcting me and left the fellowship. What are you, what are you telling me? You don't even know I have anointing. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Aha. So you see that a man can be, is bad if a man has not been broken but carry anointing. Praise God. So many of you that are anointed, be careful. Praise God. You know, gifts of the Spirit can distract you. Mm-hmm. You can be distracted by gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. In fact, me, I prefer that they shut down gifts of the Spirit so you can grow. Mm-hmm. Than for you to carry gifts of the Spirit about and you are not growing. Mm-hmm. Me, I know some people that they deliberately shut down gifts of the Spirit because they notice that they are not growing. Mm-hmm. It can be very distracting. Mm-hmm. Somebody gives tongue, yeah, you interpret the tongue. <laughs> and you know under that anointing after you interpreted first one second one you now feel that anointing inside you <sighs> <laughs> I'm shading people tonight man. I'm shading <laughs> you are feeling anointing inside you praise God the pastor is preaching you are still feeling it you want to show that that thing is dead you don't need to hear the word you don't need to listen to what they are preaching. That thing you are feeling will not change you. It's what they are preaching that will change you. Praise God. 
but you are enjoying it. Mm. You know that thing is sweet. That thing is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing is very sweet. Oh, see, there's nothing you would do that I've not done. <laughs> so, so when I see some people under anointing and they are doing some, and some people they don't smile under anointing. <laughs> they don't smile. <laughs> they don't smile under anointing. Don't worry, you have been there. Eh? Anointing of God is joyful. So we put for hours. <laughs> Baba, smile. God is, God is a joyful God. Smile. <laughs> but some people will not smile because they want to let you know that that anointing is still there. <laughs> and it's very, that anointing is very holy. <laughs> some people, it's not even that they are sprawling or that they will just sit down. Come. So bad moment. Everybody, we are already chatting. Everybody is just brethren. They are having fellowship. You sat down there. It's okay if if it's spiritually that is the Lord's dealing, that the Lord is ministering to you. I understand. But you know, the Lord knows the heart. Some people, it's not really that it's the Lord that is dealing with them. They don't want you to know that I have an experience. And some people, we are supposed to have come out of it. But because you just want, you are just enjoying that. Uh, and the thing is treating you somewhere. Yeah. You stay there. Yeah. Your bread, we are eating pizza today. You know eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, drink something. You know, drink something. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Uh, we are laughing, but let's take note of this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Can I shake some tables? Please do. Can I shake some tables? Praise God. So people they are in the street only when camera is on them. Okay. What's the Ah Praise God. When the anointing is on you, that's when you'll be speaking in tongues under your breath. Maybe the pastor just said something, now you repeat what the pastor said. You're like, you're not listening before, the camera came. Some people, they know how to take notes. They're not taking notes before. But once the camera comes on there, it will not keep writing. Even what they did not hear. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Can, can I, see, 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 see. These are the, these are these are these are these are little these, these are little foxes that destroys the vine. Insincerities. Insincerities. You cannot change if you are insincere, because you never accept the change they are bringing. Because you have actually accepted that you don't have that infirmity. Mm-hmm. If you are not sincere with yourself, you don't agree that you have that infirmity. Yeah. Being sincere will make you agree that you have the infirmity. So when they bring the knowledge, the word of God is like a mirror. James said it. When you face a mirror, you see your, your, your lack there. If there's a stain on your face, when you look at the mirror, you see the stain. The, what, what you are supposed to do after you see the stain, you remove it. 
That's what the word of God does. It shows you your stain. That's why he said, if we fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from all sins. It's because every time there's fellowship, they are painting your life before you. Oh, Manahasisi, Veno, Preto, Fedija, Tafino. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every single time the word is coming to you, it's painting your lack. It's painting my lack to me. This is what you lack in this season. Sometimes when the, 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 the unction to study the word comes upon you, it's because they want to come and paint. They, they're about to move you forward by what? Painting your lack before you. Praise God. So when they say a man is being sanctified, it's because they are revealing his lack and he's doing well to actually be built up by the word of God in the places that his lack has been revealed. When they start instructing you about your love work, it's because you lack love work. Can I very sincerely say, sometimes I've studied the scriptures, some things I never thought I had, consciousness, I never knew I had some of them until they brought the knowledge to me. Praise God. That's when sometimes, when you, when, 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 it was a day, I will, I will be very sincere. Holy Ghost told me something. He said, be very careful mentioning your need around brethren. You know what? I noticed that once I talk about my need, I have it. Before you know it, this building, I will not. You will not know, but you will not know that some brethren, because of the love they have for you, they they feel like it's their responsibility to meet your need, even when it's not convenient. So the Holy Ghost convicted me that some of those you are talking about your need around them is covetousness because you know some of them will meet it. So since then, I'm careful about talking my need, talk about my needs around the church. These are little, little sanctifications of ministers of the gospel that ministers of the gospel has to have. Mm-hmm. Or else you put pressure on the brethren. Mm-hmm. You will not know that you're putting pressure on the brethren. Mm-hmm. Can I raise in zero to you? If God knows I have that need, if you meet it, I don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, he's the one that sent me. You should meet it. These are standards of eternal life. That a man must not fall short of. Mm-hmm. Usually a minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. There are some brethren, they some brethren don't know how to give. Eh? And the coach people are like you know, <laughs> the, the, the cattle upon the thousand thousand hills are mine. Mm-hmm. Praise God. But when it's time to give, do you know the Bible says that it's more blessed to give than to receive? Eh? A man that receives is blessed, but a man that gives is more blessed. Mm-hmm. But some people feel like they are supposed to be receiving. Mm-hmm. These are instructions that the Lord has to come and lay. That when the Lord is, is revealing scriptures to you and hammering on it, it's because you lack it somewhere. Sometimes you might not even know you lack it until you pay attention to them. I didn't know I had a problem with covetousness. Until that time that the Holy Ghost came to me. Praise God. Oh, don't worry, I can talk about my weakness around you. It's okay. And we are all growing together. Praise God. Ah, if you feel like you will not submit to tomorrow because of my weakness, you will be God. 
<laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's between you and God. In fact, I told my brother one day, I said, I'm afraid of people coming to submit. One people that are submitting you keep increasing. The demons you are fighting increases too. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. But it's okay. The Lord has brought us here to help the brethren. Praise God. Aha. So I'm not running away from people submitting, please. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that um, don't when you see a minister of the gospel and you see a witness, mm-hmm. don't let it be a what will determine how much you submit. Praise God. That's right the one that God has put you under. Separate it. Mm-hmm. Separate it. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So Isaiah chapter 51. Praise God. We are still mm-hmm. talking about knowledge. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. The knowledge of the knowledge that that and uh, that um, uh, that creates the path for the journey. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Bible says the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter, brighter unto what a perfect day. So if light and light is knowledge, praise God. So if the light shines brighter, brighter, that means you increase in knowledge. To come to the end of knowledge in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. So when it says shine brighter and brighter onto a perfect day, it shines your knowledge increases and increases till you are fully formed. Mm-hmm. Because it's knowledge that forms you. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So for a man to be formed, he must be increasing in knowledge. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So if you find it difficult to stay on scriptures. Eh? You are being fought. You are being fought by a spirit that does not want you to advance in the spirit. Praise God. Because what the spirit used to fight man is wisdom. How did the fight that the the, the way the devil won Adam and Eve was not by physical power? Because by physical power, the devil could not do anything to that Adam. Number one, it was in his domain. There's nothing he could have done to Adam. But the war was the war of wisdom. The wisdom that he used was higher than the wisdom Adam had. Praise God. Eh? That wisdom turned his attention away. What was the tree of good, knowledge of good and evil that was looking bad to them suddenly looked good. He said, and they saw that the tree was good and fit for food. And able to make one wise. Something that they hated before became they saw it became they became excited about it. The devil can make you get excited about the wrong thing. If you sit down under his knowledge for a long time. If you meditate on his thoughts too much, you will begin to enjoy the thoughts. It becomes reality to you, it becomes to form your reality. Then you begin to act on it. Once you start acting on it, you are going. Praise God. So when you say sanctification, sanctification starts with knowledge. Mm-hmm. People will say, no, you are the heirs of the world, not only the heirs of the world, but the doers of the world. You cannot do the world without hearing the word. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing first? Let's, let's be hearing. First be hearing. Because in Isaiah 61, he said, As anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He that had sent me to uh, he had sent me to blind bind up the broken hearted. So good tidings will do something. It will bind up. Praise God. Because it's semicolon is here. It's not comma, 
if it's comma, eh, it means that they are saying something else different from what they were saying before. Yeah. But this is semicolon, it's an explanation of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good this English students, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If I make a statement and I put semicolon in front, that means the next thing I'm saying is an explanation of what I was saying before. Right? Uh-huh. So good to the meat, semicolon. Right? Don't worry, I didn't really pass English in my wife. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I know punctuation. Yes, sir. Praise God. I was at the edge, C6. <laughs> Praise God. You know, my result was actually a very funny one. A, 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 B, 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 B. They announced C6 in English. When I gave it to my teacher, I don't know. Maybe it's the, you know when we were in secondary school, we were trying to be like big boys. Instead of speaking good English, we are speaking pidgin English. <laughs> Praise God. Bind, to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. These are the things that good tidings does. Right? And open the prison to them that are what? Bound. What binds us? The wrong knowledge you have is what is binding you. Praise God. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance by God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty words. For us. These are the job of good tidings. Right? And oil of joy for what? Mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, uh, that they might become. This is the end of it. They might what? Become what? I want us to read this thing. They might become what? Trees. When you say somebody is a tree of righteousness, you know the day you got born again, they put seed of righteousness inside you. Seed of righteousness is the seed of righteousness they put. It. They said they imputed righteousness to you. They did not say you became righteousness. They imputed it. It's like they, they injected you with righteousness. You are supposed to grow in righteousness. That's why you have to thirst and hunger after righteousness. If you have become something, you don't need to thirst and hunger after it. You have to separate things. The day you got born again, you didn't become a tree of righteousness. You thirst and hunger after righteousness, become a tree of righteousness. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, the Lord. So, the day you got born again, the Bible says they imputed righteousness in you. Praise God. Now, that righteousness they imputed in you is what gives you access to come and meet the Lord for Him to be preaching to you or giving you His things. Praise God. If they've not imputed righteousness in you, you can't. He said the prayer of a sinner is an abomination before God. So they have to deal with that thing first so that you can always come to, you can have a right to come to his presence. Praise God. But because you have right to come to his presence doesn't mean you have been formed. They form you in his presence. Praise God. Praise God. Where do they form you? So they imputed righteousness in a man for him to be able to come to the presence of God so he can be formed. Praise God. Amen. Praise on the Lord. Amen. That they might become what? The, it, that they become trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be what? Be glorified. So the essence of it is that God will be glorified. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's 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 pay a little more attention to this scripture, this um this line of thought about knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one, chapter two. Sorry, Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two. If this is all we teach today, it's fine, so that at least we will know the the problem that we have, right? Praise God. You need to. You can't solve a problem that you don't know you have, right? Praise on the Lord. You can't solve a problem that you don't know you have. Ephesians chapter two. I'll read from verse one. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. He said, um, can you read for me? Uh, anyone, anyone. Well, I prefer King James, but anyone you want. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, quickly. Uh, please, um, I don't have anything against NIV. Praise God, because I know I'm online. And recently, I noticed that our message travel very far these days. I never knew that until I started hearing some people talk about our administration. <laughs> you know, sometimes you might think you are hidden. And you'll be talking anyhow. And you hear somebody is busy. You hear somebody is busy. Tell you that he wants to listen to your administration. Ah! <laughs> I have to be careful what I'm <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I don't have a problem with NIV. It's just that they are trying. Okay. And I, and I is trying. Praise God. But I prefer KJV. Praise God. Uh-huh. Did I strike balance there? Uh-huh. Praise God. Yeah, because because if I don't have King James in my hand, I'll use an IV to preach. If it's the only if I have to preach somewhere, I don't have an IV in my side. I don't have a King James. I'll use an IV, an IV to preach. And there will be anointing. By the grace of God. Uh-huh. So it's not that uh-huh. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So please, because I know that I've ministered many times and somebody wants to use another version. I say, no, please, can you read KJV? And some people have problems with it. Uh-huh. I had to correct myself in one of our um, fellowships recently. You know, praise God. So read it, read it. Yeah. Ephesians 2 1. Mm-hmm. And you had written who were dead in, trans- in trespasses and sins. Let's analyze this scripture. You were dead in what? So what killed you? Praise God. You were dead inside it. Eh? So you were trespassing and sinning. You were going the wrong way. Trespassing is you are going the wrong way. And as a result of you going the wrong way, you you started dying. Then, semicolon. So you want to explain how you went the wrong way? Yeah. Where in time, where in time passed, you walked according to the course of this world. Let's analyze that one too. Please. Eh? Mm-hmm. Where in time, so they started explaining how you trespassed and sin. Where in, in time past, you what? Walked. You walked. According to what? The course of this world. Please, what is the course? See, I, I took a course in school. When you say you took a course in school, they are teaching you. Yeah. You are learning. Yeah. You are learning. Wow. 
and they are expecting you that after you finish learning, you are becoming an expert of what you have learned. And they give you what? Why? Why do they give you certificate? You have become an expert of this thing. They have certified you that you are an expert. In other words, it's something you should be able to naturally do. So every man is an embodiment of knowledge. Is either the right knowledge or the wrong knowledge? So we, we Christians, we have right knowledge somewhere, and we have wrong knowledge somewhere. And you now see the wrong one conflicting with the right one. Praise God. The right knowledge is conflicting. So if you read Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, it said, the flesh conflicts with the spirit, and the spirit conflicts with the flesh. Do you guys it's God's the right knowledge and the wrong knowledge are conflicting. This knowledge you submit to is what you become a master of. So when you master something, you, for you to master something, it must be the knowledge you put to use. Yes. You can't become a master of something you have not put its knowledge to use. Praise God. If you have this kind of knowledge, you will know that the entire scripture is talking about something spiritual. Even though you can use it for the physical. Praise God. Praise God. It's talking about spiritual beauty. The entire scripture. But definitely, if you have a need now, there are scriptures to meet your need. But if you really want to check the interpretation of that scripture well, with proper alignment, you know that it's talking about something spiritual. Praise God. And you must be sincere enough. Don't war with scriptures. Let me teach you something. Please, please. Don't fight with scripture. Let the scripture interpret itself. We don't use philosophy to interpret scripture. When you don't understand the scripture, you set for that scripture that will interpret that scripture. You don't use wisdom of this world to come and relate with the scripture. No, no, no. Once you use it, you have done nothing but philosophy. So when you carry scripture, and that's why you see many study Bibles, they put uh, references. Scriptural references. The reason why they are giving us references is that there's possibility that that reference they are giving you will interpret the one you just read. You use is that comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You don't use this word mm. to interpret scripture. Mm. And there's nothing like let us balance this when it comes to scripture. Receive the scripture the way it is. If you don't understand it, believe it first. That's how to understand scripture. You believe the scripture and wait for interpretation. Praise God. You know, there are people that have analytical mind. They want to understand it. I want to understand it before I act on it. I want to understand it before I, I take it. Very, very sincere with you. <laughs> that thing is dangerous. You, you know that, regardless, the scripture is true. No matter how analytical you are, it doesn't change the fact that the scripture is true. So analyze from now to tomorrow. The meaning of the scripture is still the meaning of the scripture. So my own job is first believe the scripture. First, what? Believe. When I believe, I will believe. I will also trust God for a proper interpretation that will now make me act on it. I will read some scripture. It doesn't align with my frame of mind. I confess to myself. I believe this. Sometimes I know my faith cannot carry it. Say I believe this scripture. I believe it. 
I believe it. I might not understand it. I believe it. Sometimes I talk back to the devil. When the devil is talking to me, I say that, does this not sound foolish to you? I tell the devil with my mouth. So sometimes when I'm doing Bible study, if you find a way of catching me there, you think I'm crazy because I'm there warring with the devil. The devil is throwing thought at me. I'm talking back at him. Praise God. You must first win a war in your mind. Praise God. You must learn to win wars of thoughts. That's actually the battle of a Christian. You must win wars of thoughts. Some people are ravaged by thoughts. You must learn to win wars of thoughts. That's where your warfare is. There are some thoughts that have crossed my mind there. Even though I know the thing is ravaging my mind, one thing I tell myself and I'm determined in my heart, I will not act on this. Sometimes eh, you are so you are so pushed to act on that thought. Mm. But I tell myself I will not act on this. Some you end up acting, you repent and turn back. I say, okay, next time I will not act on it. Mm. Praise God. Mm. You don't let the devil win the war of thoughts. Mm. Once he wins, he deposits his seed. Mm. The devil does not come on without touching you. The devil can never come to you without touching you. You must drop something. He must drop a seed. And you will now fight that seed and fight that seed. Sometimes it takes time to kill a seed. Do you know that parable of the sower? Eh? When they, they said the husband man casted his seed, eh? then another, then the devil came and sowed tears. How come the tears grew faster? Than the seed of the husband man. And they started um, choking, choking the seed of the husband man. Praise God. So the devil seed, eh? even though they are not strong, eh? they know how to grow very fast and intimidate. Praise God. For sisters, let me just say this thing. If a man should come to you and say, the Lord is telling me you are my wife and we have to marry anytime soon. If you don't marry, something can happen and can go and start talking a lot of revelation. Tell him, tell him, tell him he's on drugs. That is not the only ghost. Yeah. Only ghost does not put any man under pressure in that manner. Only ghosts want you to understand and understand well. He does not put pressure on you like that. Even when they put a body in your heart, it doesn't mean that you will not be acting like a man on drugs. That if you don't do it, you will die. If you don't do it, that's not the Holy Ghost. So when you see a thought that is ravaging your heart, ravaging your heart, and, that, and it's bringing fear and pressure and haste, it's not the Holy Ghost. No matter how righteous it sounds. It's not the Holy Ghost. Praise God. It's not what? The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost does not bring haste in that manner. He says, whoever believes it is not in a haste. Does not make haste. So, Holy Ghost does not put pressure of haste on the man in that manner. He wants you to calm down and do it properly. If you waste time and you now decide to obey today, you just notice that Holy Ghost will just extend time. Why? Because he wants you to carry out that instruction properly. Because what you are doing really is not really, really what is important to him, but what, it will, what you are doing will do inside you. Praise God. Praise God. Because when the Holy Ghost instructs you, praise God. When the Holy Ghost instructs you, 
really, really the action in itself. Eh? Eh? The action itself is supposed to do a work inside you. Do you get what I'm saying? So what Holy Ghost is concerned about, eh? what Holy Ghost is concerned about is the work that that thing is going to do inside you at the end of the day. So Holy Ghost will not put haste in that manner. He will rather extend time for you so you can obey properly. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Holy Ghost will rather extend time eh, for you to obey properly eh, so that that work can be done inside you than put you in a haste. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know that the Bible says that the church, Jesus Christ is waiting for a church hmm, that is, um, quote that scripture to me, I chapter 5, sometimes I forget it, like, um, a, a, yeah, a spotless bride, right? So, it will not close the age if there are men that are full of spot. So the reason why the time is extended eh, is because the kind of bride he's looking for has not come or has not appeared. Praise God. Jesus, once the, his bride appears, Jesus will come. So Holy Ghost is not in a haste in anything. He knows how to extend time. So, but he, he will now teach you. He said, but another thing is that he also knows how to redeem the time. Mm-hmm. Praise God. He said, let us there work, work circumspectly. Eh? Redeeming the time. For the days are evil. Let us be, he said, uh, I, 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 that scripture go, Ephesians. Is it Ephesians? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they said, okay, yeah. Chapter 5, verse 6. See then that you, chapter 15. Chapter 5, verse 15, sorry. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, eh? but as what? As wise. Eh? Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unto the wise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is what? Is. So you see, how do you redeem the time? By doing the will of the Lord. So that time that you think is extended, eh? when you finish doing the word, the will of God, notice that time has been redeemed. So there's no haste in God. There's no haste in God. It's the devil that brings haste. I'm 35. I've not really climbed up in my career that much. Before you know it, you start, you can't clean up your resume. It's time to apply for a job of different, uh, what's it called? Different level. I'm supervising. You have a question. Yeah, ask your question. Sorry, I actually really wanted to hear about it. I missed it. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you've talked about it before, but can you, can, you said the Holy Spirit does not put haste in us in terms of bodies, the bodies that you can have. Can you have that hastiness when it has to do with things of God, where it's like maybe hastiness when you, maybe when you want, when you have body for somebody or something mm-hmm. like that? To understand, to change, or to see something like, does the devil put hastiness in you regarding the things of God? The devil. Yes, not the, hastiness the, as in like, oh, like where you start to become overwhelmed, like in terms of because you care about somebody. Oh, or yeah, like yeah. That where it's like, okay, you have to do this now, or okay, you have to 
you have to message person I have to do this thing now and like it just it just feels very burdensome like um, when, when you say when you say haste, when you say haste, eh? Holy Ghost can put a burden inside you to reach out to somebody, and you might have sleepless nights until you reach out to that person. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? That one is not haste; it's a burden. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And sometimes you might actually say I should do it quickly, but haste in the fact that you have to achieve something. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you have to quickly um, go and do this and go and do that and then um, quickly achieve something. Eh? He said, "Is not." That thing is not of the Holy Ghost because number one, most important thing is that he wants to teach you first. Do you get what I'm saying? So Holy Ghost can give you an instruction and tell you that some things have to be done as soon as possible because um, because of the um, urgency in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But haste in the fact that you now feel less because you have not achieved some things. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or because uh let me give you an example. I was giving an example of um, a brother that said, okay, maybe it feels like a, God is leading to a sister. He now feels like he has to go and ask the sister out. Now, 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 now. That if he doesn't ask the sister out, eh, that, the Lord will, that the Lord will never forgive him. That's not, that's not haste. That's not the haste of God. Praise God. You know, when leading comes, God wants leading to sink in with understanding. So that when you are carrying out leading, eh, you are carrying it out properly. So sometimes when leading comes, first thing is to bring it to the place of prayer and let it digest in a way that you understand the integrity of the leading. So even that face to actually act on it as soon as possible, like to act on it as soon as possible when. Sometimes yeah, and you don't, and, like, yeah. wait, like just wait or pray or something like that. But it just oh, there's also another case that yeah. okay, now you can you need to ask now that kind of stuff. But it's still regarding something that yeah. Do you know some, sometimes when you now act in that haste, you now realize that Kai, I missed it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you miss the timing. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they are, they are, that's why I always tell people: once you get leading, first thing you do, take it to the place of prayer. Mm-hmm. Ruminate on it. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Take your leading to the place of prayer. Let, 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 let the Lord clarify it. Do you get what I'm saying? Let it rest. Sometimes leading can come today and tomorrow you're acting on it. Mm. But first, take it to the place of prayer. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure you take leading because time rest there you. you can leading can be wrong. Sometimes you might think you heard God and you didn't hear God. Mm. Praise yeah. God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you can think you heard God and you didn't really hear God. So many times when you hear leading like that, one of the first things that you need to do is to be sure that it's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And usually when it has to do with vital issues. Yeah. To be sure that it's the Holy Ghost. Take it to the place of prayer. Sometimes confirmation might not come until a week after or sometimes three months after. Some confirmation, immediately you enter the presence of God, you get the confirmation there. But first, don't be too in a hurry that that holiness will take you away. We now tell you that you don't need to pray. Mm. Or you don't need, don't let me say you don't need to pray. Uh, because there are some that by the time you, you check inside you eh, and you are still praying, the only goes by saying, you know what, this is me speaking and we tell you to move. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm balancing something here. Yeah. Praise God. But you must learn to recheck. Mm. 
leading. Confirm leading. You get that eastiness in you that is making you not to confirm leading is a problem. Another thing. Let me tell, let me say something. When you get leading, eh? Out of the amount of two or more witnesses, eh? The truth shall be confirmed, right? In the multitude of counsel, safety is found. Sometimes ask your I'm having a nudge inside me. What do you think? Do you think it's of the Lord? Maybe your brother that you feel like is a little bit advanced in the spirit than you. Ask him. Even if he's not a little bit advanced in the spirit, you both feed on the same waters. Let him check. What do you think? I'm having this nudge, you know. Or you reach out to your pastor. This thing is in me. What do you think about it? I feel like it's the only ghost. Let people check. Let people that are neutral, eh? mm. people that are neutral, that have no string attached to that you're leading, mm. help you check it. Do, do, you, does you, do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? That's how to check leading. So if you check leading that is telling you that don't talk to any, if, yeah. if you have leading and the leading is telling you don't talk to anybody, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> you know, so sisters, I'm sorry. A brother will talk to them. But because they are already like the brother, to go and talk to the pastor will not be a problem. Because they, they know that once the pastor here, the pastor will say no. Eh? <laughs> Praise God. You know, they know that the pastor will say that's not the person. They know. You know you know some things. You, you know, you know. Some, some people they know what Pastor Femi will say. If they if they come and meet me that this brother likes them. They know what I will say, so they rather hide it and be talking to the brother. They walk on. And when you ask them one day, ah, is there anybody you are talking to? Is there anybody I'm talking to? Is me and the and is me the father, the son, and the only ghost? It's a lie. It's a lie. They are receiving calls at 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. in the night, they are chatting. Yeah? Some people have sliding into their DM. They do not let us know, and they are chatting every night. The Lord forgive you. Amen. Praise God. Please, please, we are laughing. We are laughing. These are little foxes. That will blind the eyes and steal you away from the path. Praise God. So when we say tree of righteousness, you are becoming an embodiment of knowledge. Eh? But the right knowledge. Which is the knowledge of Christ. Praise God. So this scripture says, verse 2 says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Hmm? And what is the course of this world? Come on. According to the course of this world, look at it. Then further, according to the power, prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh. Praise God. So your trespasses and sin are in alignment with a spirit. And that spirit is the prince of the power of the air. Your, the knowledge you are being fed with is in accordance, in alignment, in capacity of the power of the prince of the power of the air. So every knowledge you have that is not the knowledge of God is the knowledge that aligns with the knowledge of the prince of the power of the air. So in other words, what is controlling you? Because every action is based on your knowledge. So every action you make that is not based on the knowledge of God is based on the knowledge of who? 
the prince of the power of the air. He who you obey is he who you serve. Right? Is that what the scripture says? Right? Don't you know that he who you obey is he who you serve? So if you obey the knowledge of the righteousness that is in Christ, you are a servant of Christ. If you obey the knowledge of the righteousness that is in the prince of the power of the air, you are a servant of that spirit. Praise God. So when they say a man has wisdom, we need to check which wisdom do I have? Which, when you are making a decision, what wisdom am I using to judge this situation? Praise God. Mm. I hope I'm not speaking above people's head. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, hope you understand what I'm saying. The way you change is by God impacting wisdom into you. Because every time wisdom comes, eh, a life or a lifestyle has been presented to you. A, a path has been presented to you. A nature has been presented to you. Because every single time you act, you are acting by a wisdom. Open to Ecclesiastes 7 12. I hope it's 7 12. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. I think so. I hope so. Can somebody read it? I want to be sure. Wisdom is a defense. Yeah. And money is a defense. Mm hmm. For the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them. Praise God. So, what does wisdom give? So, every time the devil gives you his wisdom, he has given you his life. Does anyone understand what I'm saying? Every single time the devil communicates his wisdom to you, he just gave you his life. Every time the devil communicates his wisdom to us, he just gave us. Is strength. Mm. Now that strength that the devil gave to us is that thing you call your strength. Mm. So every single time you can make a decision without checking in with God, you are using your strength. But that strength is not really your strength. It's a strength that the devil gave. You are putting it to use. We are putting it to use. Praise God. So when he says submit to God, you seize the devil. It's because you are resisting the wisdom he has depositing inside you over time by submitting to the wisdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's why Paul can pray for a church and say, I pray for you that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation. When that spirit rests on you and the Lord's wisdom starts coming to you, what is God's wisdom? You know, one of the wisdom, one of the, the problem that we have is that the wisdom of God, when it comes, it comes with so much simplicity that sometimes we find it difficult to realize that it's the wisdom of God. 
Praise God. What is wisdom? Eh? What is wisdom in the fact that whatever belongs to you does not really belong to you. It belongs to everybody. Tell me, is there really wisdom in that? If you are using it, if you are seeing it from the wisdom of this one, whatever is mine is mine. And you have to protect it. You cannot let things be God be using anybody be using your things anyhow. Praise God. That's the wisdom of this world. But wisdom of the brethren is that when you have something, eh, you should die to it as early as possible so that many brethren can benefit from it. Praise God. So if you are finding it difficult to release some things, no, I'm not saying you should not be careless. Praise God. I'm not saying you should be careless. Please let me stretch the balance here. Praise God. Only when it has to do with cars, you know, the insurance in this country, in this country. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you should be indiscriminate. Do you know what I'm saying? Insurance could be acquired for you. So don't just be, um, what is it called? Don't be careless. Do you know what I'm saying? But you can be careful. Eh? You can protect what God has given you without being attached to it. Praise God. Do you get it? Oh, did I strike balance there? Yeah? Did I strike the balance there? Uh-huh. Do you And that's why the Lord will not allow you to have some things there. Praise God. Praise God. There are some cars that you desire that the Lord will not give you. You know why? Because if brethren to drive it, and there's a scratch there, you will not be able to forgive the way I even for for Jesus. Praise God. Uh-huh. So, rather, the Lord will not give you a car that when they scratch it, you will not be able to forgive. Mm. You wait for it to grow. Mm. Eh? To give you that car. So that you have died to it enough. That when you borrow bread, your heartbeat is not increasing at all. <laughs> and you are chasing the bread about. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> and sometimes you are calling the bread. You are saying that you are checking on them to know if they are fine. It's a lie. It's your car you are checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise God, Lord. You can actually check. Maybe the brother drove your car and you just want to check on the person. I hope you are doing You know it's the heart. You can do it and do it in the right place. With the right heart. Do you get what I'm saying? You can drive my car out. Maybe you are coming. You say you are going to come back at 10. And by 11.30 you are not back. I call you to check up on you. If you are okay. There's a difference between the fact that I'm actually checking because I want to believe my car is fine. You know there's a difference. There's a difference. Aha. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So you see that the way we behave is according to the knowledge we have imbibed over time. So when they say they are preaching good tidings to the meek, that meek man that will receive good tidings is the man that is ready to forsake the knowledge that he has. Mm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So when we say sin, praise God, when we say sin, many times we have bring down sin to fornication, adultery, those are fruits of sin. Mm. You know what sin is? Sin is the veil that you have. Or the blindness you have because of the understanding you have. Praise God. Because of what you know, eh? the wrong knowledge you have, you make decision upon under it. That 
action that you made out of the wrong knowledge is sin. So the Bible now says sin is that which is not done on faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of who? Of God. So if actions are not being done outside, actions are not being carried out by the revelation of the word of God, any action that is not being carried out by the instrumentation of the knowledge of the word of God is transgression. Praise God. So you see why a man must seek knowledge. You cannot say that uh, I act in ignorance. That ignorance that you are proud of is where the devil is standing. That's why devil fights knowledge. That's why you sleep when you are listening to a message. He doesn't want you to have knowledge. Praise God. Doing prayer for like sometimes I don't knock out. Prayer for conventional prayer. Sometimes I don't knock out. I will now be, maybe before I sleep in the night, I will quickly catch up. Why did I knock out? Where did I put Devil does not want you to listen. He does not want you to catch knowledge. Because he knows that once you see knowledge, he has, you have defeated him in that place. Knowledge is an instrument of warfare. You can't war with the devil without knowledge. Because when he wants to war with you, he comes to war with you with knowledge. Devil does not fight physical fights. That is the demon. No demons are lost. You don't have them now. But when you say spirit, principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of you, you don't rule with ignorance. You rule with knowledge. Praise God. Psalm, Psalm 72. He said, Give thy king judgment. Let's open it. Psalm 72. Let's read from verse 1. Psalm 72. Praise God. I'll soon be closing. Give me five minutes. Praise God the Lord. So when you say dominion, a man is Psalm 2 verse 1. Psalm 72 verse 1. Praise God. When you say a man has dominion, it's not because he's ruling, he's ruling the world or sitting in the seat of power. It's because he has judgment of God. So why don't you read it? Psalm 72. Where you going? Give the king thy judgment, Praise God. Give thy king what? Thy what? Judgment. judgment. Oh Lord. Continue. And thy righteousness unto the king's son. Unto the king's son. Continue. He shall judge thy people with righteousness. He shall what? Judge, judge thy people. So who are they giving judgment? A king. So a man, for him to carry out dominion, he must have knowledge. So dominion is not because you are the president of the nation. Put a Christian that has not dealt with the flesh in the seat of power, he will serve the devil. Because what is serving is flesh. So if you want a Christian to be in dominion, tell him to defeat flesh. Your real dominion is that flesh has been defeated. That's actually what they call, check the scripture, that's what they call kingdom. How did I know that? John chapter 3. He said, no one can see the kingdom eh, except he's born again. No one can enter into the kingdom unless he's born of water and the spirit. He says, so is the man that is born of water and the spirit. He's eh? like the spirit. Eh? That, that no, no man knows where he comes from and no man knows where he was. Goes to. Praise God. He said, that man is a man that has entered the kingdom. Right? So, if you are like a wind, no man knows where you That means you dealt with flesh. The only thing, the person that controls you is the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And nobody else. Yeah. That's dominion. That's who they call kingdom man. Yeah. 
So you have not entered dominion in flesh has not been dealt with. So if you are saying, go for dominion, go for dominion, tell the flesh to die first. Then we'll know if you have dominion or not. And everybody's telling you, see the seat of power. If flesh has not died, the devil has an instrument. Praise God. Praise God. So he now said, according to the to the spirit that now worketh in the children of what? Disobedience. Praise God. Among whom also we all had our what? Conversation in time past. In the lust of what? Our flesh. Scripture has itself. So all our disobedience is based on the loss of our flesh. So when you get born again, what do you want to come and fight is that loss of your flesh. How do they put loss in your flesh? By teaching you over time. You went according to the course of this world. What does the course of this world teach you? Lost. You keep they keep teaching you lost, keep teaching us lost and lost. So when God brings love, love looks foolish because we were an embodiment of lost. So for us to love, that's why you can't just say you love God. You love God what? Love God what? You can't just love God like that. Truly, you can confess it. It's okay. Confess that you love God. Confession does its own part. Okay, I'm very sincere with you. If you, you grow have eyes to see God, if they, they are not working on flesh, loving God is going to be difficult. You know what? You will fight his instructions. And he said, He who loves me obeys my commandments. So the proof of the Lord is your obedience to his commandments. So if flesh is still there, we will work with his instructions. Love has not been established. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Praise God the Lord. So you can say, ah, this man loves the Lord. Check his obedience. What do you say? No, no, I'll say it now. No, no, I was just Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. You want to know a man that loves God, check his obedience. If he's not obeying God, he doesn't love. Because the scripture says it. I'll close with this scripture. John chapter 3. I'll, don't, I'll close with John chapter 3. Oh, many carbon. John chapter 3. Because, you know, I love the way the scripture is. I like the way the scripture is. Scripture answers itself. Praise God. Scripture always answers itself. Let's read verse 19. John 3, verse 19. John chapter 3, verse 19. He said, And this is the condemnation that, this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men what? Love what? Darkness rather than light. How do they know? Continue. Because what? So how do they know that you love darkness? Because of your jita. If you want to know what I love, you check what I'm doing. So the scripture is not that the Bible was just judging them and just concluded that oh they love darkness. He saw their deeds. He said your deeds, our deeds are evil. The other was love darkness. What you do is what we love. Whatever we do is what we love. Praise God. So when you say a man loves darkness, it's because his deeds are darkness. Praise God. So at the end of the day, 
for us to now do what is not darkness, we have to love light. And by loving light, we now do the light. If you walk in the light, as he is light, what does it, what happens? The, the blood of Christ washes us from what? All sins. Praise God. Hope we're all blessed tonight. Let's begin to thank God this night. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Queen of Glory. Blessed be your holy name. Father, I continue to worship you tonight. We say thank you for what you did tonight. For the message you have passed on to us tonight. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Everyone online, thank you for calling. Let's say be known the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You